0: Well, uh, uh, we've already talked about peace, and the lighting of uh, the Advent candle of peace today reminds us that peace is one of the promises of Christmas. In fact, it might be one of the most significant uh, promises that we have in the birth of Jesus Christ is the is the promise of peace. And there are two passages of Scripture that are both prophecy, uh, found in the Old Testament that I want us to read today that focus upon that and hopefully give us a better understanding about how we claim this peace and how we understand this peace and that Jesus is the Prince of Peace against the backdrop of all the violence that we see that continues to take place in our culture today. In Isaiah chapter 9, we find once again the promise of this child is born to us. Isaiah says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Then we go a little farther into the Old Testament to the prophet Micah. And in chapter 5 verses 2 through the first part of chapter, of verse 5 we read these words. And it's a, a prediction about the birth taking place in Bethlehem. And also it talks to us about this coming Prince of Peace Messiah who would be a shepherd who would bring about peace. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who was in labor gives birth, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God and they will live securely for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth and he will be their peace now Isaiah talked about one of the promises of the birth of this Messiah would be the fact that he would be the prince of peace Micah the prophet talks about the fact that against the backdrop of a world that was in chaos and a government that was corrupt and moralistic society was in the pits, that there would come a Messiah who would be a shepherd, who would be the Lord God, and who would live with His people securely, and that His peace and greatness would reach to the ends of the earth and He would be their peace. Against that backdrop, we have to realize that, again, we don't live in a very peaceful culture. Violence is everywhere if we look there. You don't have to look very far. While we were standing here singing just a few minutes ago, my my phone went off and I had a message from Channel 10 News about a shooting in Lexington. I mean, there's another violent act that's taken place. Uh, We're aware about violent acts of of shooting Um, just recently in Las Vegas and Sutherland Springs, Texas. And then it got closer to home two years ago with uh, the shooting at Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, and nine innocent people were killed. I read this week that when, since the Sandy Hook School shooting in December of 2012 until December 12, 2017, 994 children have been fatally shot. That's one child per 44 hours. Isn't that tragic? This is a violent world in which we live. And yet there is that promise of peace. It was the announcement made in the birth of Jesus Christ. And the birth of Jesus is to bring us the good news of peace. The message that the angels brought in saying about. Isaiah said he's the prince of peace. Micah said he will be our peace. So has something gone wrong with this prophecy? Has somehow it, it, it been misinterpreted? While we know that there's been no real Lasting peace ever designed by mankind. Peace treaties have been made and broken. Relationships are strained, especially here at Christmas time. Individual lives are tormented with anxiety, fear, worry, guilt, and grief. And actually, the, the, celebrating Christmas doesn't really help. There's so many things to be done and taken care of that it's a very stressful time. It's not an understatement to say that holidays undermine the peace process in the private places of our life. But I think somehow that's the backdrop of of Christ coming into the world and the Christmas story. If you look at that and you see the the story of Mary and Joseph and, and what was going on and what brought them to Bethlehem for the fulfillment of prophecy. That The government was in chaos, and there was a taxation going on, and people were having to travel all over to their city of origin for the taxation. And Mary is great with child, ready to deliver Jesus at any moment. And they have to pass by the inn with no vacancy in a stable filled with cows and horses and sheep and goats and pigs perhaps, and who knows what else. And Joseph, amidst the smell and the straw, jockeying his way to a stall, trying to clear a place to settle in. In the midst of that, they wait the birth of the Prince of Peace. So, if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and as Micah said, He is our peace, what does that mean for us today? How do we interpret these two passages of Scripture from the Old Testament? Well, I think it has a a twofold approach that we have to look and have to consider. First of all, these are words of prophecy, even though they were spoken. 700 years before the birth of Christ by both Isaiah and Micah, They were words of prophecy where the prophets were looking into the distant future, distant future, and seeing the birth of the one who would come and upon whose shoulders would be the government and who would reign, fulfilling the promise to, to David's line, that somebody from David's line would always sit on the throne and bring about the peace that was promised by God, and he would indeed be the Prince of Peace. Micah's message, also 700 years before Jesus was born, came from a simple farmer, but yet a passionate man of God. The national situation was awful, morals were an all time low, crime was rampant, the government was decadent, the courts were corrupt, and most organized religion was considered to be formalized and cold. And some even said that the dominant religion was materialism. That sounds a lot like contemporary America today. But yet inspired by God, Micah looked to the future, saw the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, and he said he will be our peace. Then the second way we interpret these passages of Scripture is to see that this is the promise of Christmas that is fulfilled now. As we heard sung earlier, peace has Come in the birth of Jesus Christ, peace has come. You might have caught the story back on November 15th about a, a lesser-known painting by Leonardo da Vinci entitled "Salvatore Munds," uh, a 500-year- old painting that sold for a record 450 million dollars. It's an interesting painting. I hope you can see it well enough to see if not you might want to go online and, and take a look at it. But, but it depicts Christ giving a benediction in one hand and holding an orb in the other hand. And it represents his sovereignty over creation. And I think that the title, the Savior of the World, is, this, is a reminder once again of the sovereignty of Jesus Christ and what he comes to bring to us. That because he is the sovereign Lord God and the Savior of the world, in his coming now, he brings peace to us now. Micah talked about the fact that he would shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. And that's where we look today to find the ultimate understanding and the fulfillment of this promise of peace that Jesus would bring. And I think when we understand what he's saying, there there are three very significant things we need to grasp today that will allow us, even in the midst of this chaotic world in which we live, chaotic society with a lack of peace and violence running rampant, that we can claim the peace that God wants us to have through the birth of Jesus Christ. First of all, His presence is our strength. Peace has come. In the presence of Jesus Christ. And in that presence we find our strength. Michael talked about the fact that this one to come who is Jesus would shepherd us in the strength of the Lord. Why do we need that? It's simply because you and I alone don't have the strength to live our life the way we should in the midst of this culture today. We can't handle life alone. We can't do Life alone. We need it in community of faith, but we also need it in relationship with God. I love the way the writer of Psalms in Psalm 62 says, verses 11 and 12. He says, One thing God has spoken, two things have I heard, that you, O Lord, are strong and that you, Lord, are loving. You see, God is strong and God is loving. And when you put those two things together, that's a reminder to us that the promise of Christmas is found in the presence of Jesus, that peace has come, and in that is our strength. You see, Christmas is a time for perspective. It's a time for getting a better view about what's going on now and for the time that will come. It's to see what God has already done and to understand that and claim that now and also to look towards the future and see what God is promising that He is yet to do. Peace has come, but yet there is so much yet that He's going to do. But when we claim the peace that God offers to us now, His presence that gives to us that peace, then it means that our lives don't have to be characterized by failure or by bitterness or by missed opportunities. It means that God will give us the strength to face whatever is brought into our life. You see, that's what Christmas is all about, In it? Isaiah's prophecy in 714 was that a child would be born and his name would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. In Matthew, we find the same fulfillment, the promise of Emmanuel, God with us. And that's the reality of the presence of God with us in Jesus Christ. And that's what Christmas means, that we're not alone, that God is with us as Emmanuel. And Micah's prophecy is that Jesus is the shepherd in whose strength we can live. And we need that strength. For whatever challenges we're facing today, you can claim that strength of the Lord Jesus Christ now because peace has come. And He is the shepherd whose strength is yours as you claim the promise of Christmas. Then there's a second observation, and that is that his presence is our security. Micah talks about security in the midst of a time of great upheaval in his nation. We live in a time of upheaval, not only here but around the world. It's an insecure world in which we live, and neither certainty nor safety exists. Sometimes we look at so many things to to claim security, the economy, or government, or investments, or relationships. And it doesn't take much, just maybe one word and shatters all of that false sense of security. One word like divorce, or cancer, or downsizing, or recession. And our world comes crashing in around us. That's why Micah's words in verse 4 are so encouraging to us. Micah says about Jesus the Messiah, He will stand and shepherd His flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord His God. And listen to this phrase, And they will live securely, for then His greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Where do we find that security in a relationship with Christ? is in the fact that He is the Sovereign Lord God. We're celebrating His birth as a baby, not the beginning of His life. He existed. He is the preexistent, pre-incarnate Christ. But what we celebrate at Christmas is God wrapping Himself in humanity and coming to us on earth in the midst of our chaos, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our loneliness, in the midst of our despair, in the midst of our weakness, and he comes as God, Emmanuel, to be with us. And his coming to us reminds us that he offers us the security of knowing that he is the sovereign God who is in control, who has the power and the ability to take care of us and to shepherd us in his strength and to give us security. What he's saying to us is this, I will take care of you. If you're lost, I will find you. If you stray, I will bring you back. If you're injured, I will strengthen you. I am your shepherd. I will take care of you. if you look for security, if you're longing for security and peace in this world today, then remember that peace has come in the birth of Jesus Christ. There is a peace yet to come. Sometime in the future, we don't know when. When He returns and establishes His kingdom and His government that will reign and there will be peace without end. But in the meantime, you can enter into a relationship with God and experience the peace that God offers to you now and the security that comes along with that peace. Knowing that the sovereign God is in control, not only of all things and orchestrating all events and reaching to the ends of the earth with his power and sovereignty, but that he is also actively involved in your life giving to you the strength and security that you need. When you enter in a relationship with God, then you experience the strength and security that only God can give. That's the peace of Christmas. That's the promise of Christmas that God wants you to claim. And then there's a third concept about the fact that peace has come. And the promise of Christmas being peace, and that is that His presence is our serenity. His presence is our serenity. He's our perfect peace. Jesus is the answer we seek, even though we seek in so many different ways and so many different places. Jesus is the answer that we seek, He's our peace. Let me mention to you three ways He's your peace. First of all, He's your peace with God. See, we celebrate the birth of a baby at Christmas, but you also have to remember that He grew to be a man and in obedience to the will of God and sending Him to earth, not only to show us the presence of God and to teach us what God is like, but in obedience He went to the cross to be the perfect sacrifice for our sins so that our sins could be forgiven And we could have a relationship with God for all eternity. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 5 and says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's only the sacrifice on the cross for our sins that brings perfect peace into our life. When we believe in Jesus, when we confess our sins, when we repent of our sins, and when we enter into that relationship with God. See, he is our peace with God. And that's a reminder again that the promise of Christmas has come. He is our peace. And then there's the second thing that fulfills that, that peace, and that is that Jesus is our peace with others. I think one of the things we would have to hope for and pray for and, and long to experience in the birth of Christ is that that would bring peace into our life and relationships with others. Isn't it interesting that when the the announcement, the season of the year in which the announcement of peace on earth is made, that domestic violence and suicide escalate during the Christmas holidays like no other time? It seems like conflicts that kind of simmer during the rest of the year kind of come to a full boil during the Christmas season, whether it's personal relationships or whether it's family relationships. And we have to remember that Jesus has come to offer himself as the peace giver because Paul would write in Ephesians and say that he himself is our peace for he has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. And his purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two thus making peace. The reality of that fulfillment when Jesus came and died on the cross is That he has broken down the barriers between human beings. And there can be peace if we claim that through Jesus Christ. That means there's peace on the personal level. That means that there is peace in relationships. And that means there can be peace between nations if people choose to live in that peace. He is our peace for relationships. And then ultimately in our life, Jesus is is the peace That we can find in ourselves. I think you would have to admit it today that even if you're the most joyous and happy person on the face of the earth, there's still something nagging in your life about your self esteem. Is your self esteem as healthy as it could be? More and more psychologists are telling us that we can't feel good about life and our relationship with other people and our relationship with God until we feel good about ourselves. Ours is the age of overt anxiety. That robs you of your peace. And worry has been termed the official emotion of our generation. But peace has come in Jesus Christ. The promise of Christmas is that peace has come. And that's why Christmas is so important for our inner peace. It's because Christmas reminds us that God is in control, working His perfect will and bringing peace into our life if we're willing to enter into a relationship with Him and to trust Him. And when we find that we are at peace with God and our sins are forgiven, then we can forgive ourselves. Then we can deal with our guilt. Then we can deal with our anxiety. Then we can experience real peace. Peace has come. The fulfillment of the Christmas promise is real. Peace has come. Jesus is here. He is the Prince of Peace, and He is our peace. Historians tell us that during the darkest hours of World War II in England, as Hitler's forces were dropping tons of death and destruction upon London bombing after bombing. that there was a legitimate fear for the safety of the king, King George VI and his family, and so an elaborate plan was made to uh, escort them out of the country and somehow to get them to Canada where they would spend uh, the rest of the time of the war in safety. Well, the king wouldn't go. He sent his family, but he wouldn't go. He said he couldn't leave his country or his fellow countrymen in the midst of a a, a nation that was in destruction of war. And so we stayed. And one day after a particularly notorious bombing by the German forces, as the people of London walked through the rumble of their possessions and the destruction of their city, an elderly gentleman looked up to look into the face of the king, King George VI. And taken back he said you here in the midst of this you are indeed a good king. In the midst of the chaos and the conflict and the strife and the anxiety and the violence of our culture today. Jesus the good king, the great king. The King of kings and Lord of lords is here with you today. And in him is your strength. In him is your security. In him is your serenity. That's the promise of Christmas. May you know, may you know the peace of Jesus today. Father, we thank you that from your throne and the glories of heaven, you looked down upon this world and saw the chaos and the conflict. you saw the pain, the hurt and the despair and the lives of your people. and you wrapped yourself in humanity and you divested yourself of your place in glory. And you came to earth as Jesus Christ the babe. You came in the midst of conflict to bring us peace as you gave us yourself. As we claim your presence today, may we claim the peace that you bring. And give to us only through Jesus Christ. Both now and forever. Amen.